everyone, CT here. If your New Year's resolution is to listen to more episodes of Hot Takes with CT and the Gang, episode six is here to help. Today's representation recommendations and worthy women are presented to you by Lily, Anna D, Ava, and Samantha. And they'll be talking about Bell Hooks, Lee Miller, Katherine Johnson, and Irina Sendler. Here we go. Hello, my name is Lily. I'm in 11th grade at Clark Central High School. My representation recommendation is for an author and feminist, Bell Hooks. Bell Hooks was a leader in the feminist movement as well as making steps in racial equality and fighting against classism. She worked on spreading awareness through her works of literature, which she wrote over 30 of. She spread awareness by being a teacher of English and ethics at the University of Southern California in African and African American studies at Yale. In her books, she not only talks about wanting equality for men and women, but wanting equality for all men. She is one of the first to bring up the topic that discusses what real feminism means, which is equality for all, not just white women and white men, but people of all races, sexual orientation, and class. She didn't want to create a divide between men and women or anyone, and noticed that we need help from everyone to bring about change. She didn't want to portray women as victims, but instead bring about appreciation, tolerance, and understanding for all genders so that they have their own control of their future equally. She fought for true equality for all and was a strong, outspoken woman who worked very hard to get as far as she did, but wanted to make it easier for everyone on unfair ground to get where they wanted to go and to do what they wanted to do. Many of her books can be found everywhere and online on places such as Amazon. Hi, my name is Anna and I'm a senior at Clark Central High School. My worthy woman is Lee Miller, a famous model and photographer Born in New York State in 1907, Miller had a difficult childhood. At age seven, she was sexually abused by her father's friend, a secret she kept until she died. She also was subjected to her father's strange obsession with photographing her naked from a young age and well into her 20s. At 19, Miller was saved from oncoming traffic by Condé Nast, the founder of Vogue. Nast saw her beauty and made her into a Vogue cover girl in 1927. Though she was one of the top models in New York at the time, the environment was toxic and she decided to pick up photography instead. She moved to Paris, where she started a relationship with Surrealist Man Ray, who taught her photography. While in Paris, Miller got to know many famous artists, including Max Ernst and Picasso, who she would later have an affair with. She was also in Coteau's film Le Sang d'un Poète in 1929. After Miller's relationship with Man Ray ended, she moved back to New York and set up her own photography studio. Shortly after moving back to New York, she married a wealthy man and briefly moved to Cairo, Egypt. She quickly became bored, though, and moved back to Paris, where she met Roland Penrose in 1937. She became a photojournalist and photographed the London Blitz, and after the U.S. entered World War II in 1942, she became a war correspondent. On April 29, 1945, she photographed the liberation of Dachau, and later that day took a picture of herself naked in Hitler's bathtub. 
This was the same day that he would later commit suicide in his bunker in Berlin. After the war, Miller divorced her previous husband and married Penrose. At age 40, she gave birth to Anthony Penrose, her only child. Miller had developed PTSD from her time in the war, and she turned to alcohol for several years as a way to escape. She only managed to find her way out by becoming a state realist cook as a new way to express her art. All of what is known of Miller's work in the war is due to Anthony, who discovered all of her work after she died in 1977. Anthony says that seeing his mother's work changed his view on her. Miller can be thanked for many pictures and photographs of the event of World War II, including the liberation of Dachau and Buchenwald concentration camps. Hey, I'm Ava, a student at Clark Central High School, and for my worthy woman, I chose Katherine Johnson. Katherine Johnson was an African-American woman who contributed in sending the first Americans into space. Specifically, she calculated ways to get Apollo 11 to the moon and back to Earth. Before Johnson's career with NASA, she was one of the few African-American students to integrate West Virginia's graduate school. During this time, she was also a teacher. Not long after Johnson quit her job, she enrolled into the graduate math program at West Virginia University. In 1952, Catherine applied for a position at the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, slash NACA. This was before the name changed to NASA in 1958. Catherine worked alongside other African-American women, two of them being Mary Jackson and Dorothy Vaughn, seen in the movie Hidden Figures together. As it was time to send off John Glenn, former U.S. astronaut, he and fellow crew were nervous about how accurate the electronic calculating machines were. NASA says that these machines were prone to hiccups and blackouts. Glenn and the crew felt more secure having Catherine check over the equations of trajectory, landing, etc. NASA then stated, Glenn asked engineers to get the girl, Johnson, to run the same numbers through the same equations that had been programmed into the computer, but by hand on her desktop mechanical calculating machine. If she says they're good, Catherine Johnson remembers, the astronaut saying, then I'm ready to go. Lastly, Catherine's equations confirmed that the astronauts would have a successful trip. Due to the determination of Johnson, she won the Presidential Medal of Freedom and got the credit she so rightfully deserved. Thank you. My name is Samantha Bray, I'm in 10th grade, and my worthy woman is Irina Sindler. Irina was born on February 15, 1910 in Warsaw, Poland, where she studied literature at Warsaw University. She disagreed with the ghetto bench system and protested against it, which got her suspended for three years. Later in her life, when the Germans invaded Warsaw, Irina helped the Jews from giving them food, shelter, and making over 3,000 false documents to help Jewish families to rescuing 2,500 Jewish children in Poland. She had many methods to smuggle children out of the ghetto and make sure children got back to their families after the war. Her efforts got her arrested and tortured. She was sentenced to death and rumors went around that she was shot, but she actually escaped. After the war, she continued her promise and tried to find the hidden children and bring them back to their parents, but unfortunately, most of them died. Irina Sindler was announced as the 2003 winner of the Jan Karski Award for Valor and Courage. She died in 2008. Irina qualified 
as a worthy woman because she risked her life to help others. She was overall persistent in her efforts to help those in danger. It takes a lot of bravery and kindness to do those things, especially during that dangerous time. For us to talk about the Holocaust so much in school, it's surprising that such a hero like this doesn't get the recognition she deserves. I got my information from hercampus.com and irenasimler.org. As always, thanks for listening and check out our Instagram at cchs underscore women's lit for images and links to students' resources. Subscribe, follow, share with friends if you like, and more episodes will be coming next week. See you next time. Thank you.